the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Welcome aboard. Forecast calm for a cloudy rest of the day and evening. Low drop into 40. Probably a little rain later tonight. Tomorrow still kind of cloudy. Maybe a shower in the morning, but some sunshine by the afternoon. High of 55, peaking ahead to Saturday. Sunny, but a high of just 36. We kind of fall off the cliff there a bit. Flyers are home this evening against L.A. Before we get into the program, I want to give some stuff away because I talk about it and the the program always gets busy. So here's our number, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. I actually want to just open the next minute or two or three for giving a couple of things away. One of the things is kind of a special situation. I have tickets for the auto show, which runs through this weekend. Obviously, the little catch is... I can't mail them to you because you probably won't get them in time. Even if we put them in the, yeah, it wouldn't work. So if you have the ability to stop by the radio station, if you happen to be in the area uh, after 5 o'clock, or even during the program, we could run down and give them to you. Or I'll be probably here till 6. Or tomorrow, if you want to stop by the radio station, I have auto show tickets, and you can claim up to four. If you don't need all four, don't take four, but if you could use a, a one or two or three or four, call me right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Phillyautoshow.com has more details on the event itself, but they're good for the, you know, whenever you want to use them, complimentary ticket one day, you know, uh, of, the, of the deal. So if you want to go uh, tomorrow, you want to go the day after, let's uh, grab a couple quick calls. Uh, let's see. Hold on one second here. Hello, what's your name? My name is Joan. Your name is who? Joan. How you doing, Joan? J-O-A-N. Hi, how you doing? Good, where are you from? Philadelphia. Can I get you some auto show tickets? Oh my goodness, I'd love that. All right, how many do you want? Um, can I have four? You can. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. And Joe, our lovely, mm-hmm. wonderful producer, will take care of your info and figure out how to make it work, okay? Okay, thank uh, you. You're very welcome. Hang on one second, and let's grab one more. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shane Matthews. Hey, how are you? How's it, how's it going? Good. I was listening to you, and I thought I'd call you. Yeah, well, let's do it. How many auto show tickets can you use, do you think? Oh, you dropped off. Something happened there. Bad, whatever. So try back again. Uh, I do have a few more of these auto show tickets. Again, they're good through this Sunday, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. And uh, I can make a couple more winners if you want to give a buzz in. And uh, I just want to, again, make sure I do this at the beginning of the program because often, and today we have a couple of guests calling in 
and I want to make sure we can fit this in. If you're just tuning in, uh, you can get a caller back here. Hello, is this was it Sean? You said hi. Oh. No, it's Sherry. <laughs> yeah, Sherry. Well, you, we had somebody on a second ago, and I think he lost his lost the line, but that's fine. Where are you from? I am from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Oh, that'll be easy. You're close. Yeah. Very good. How many would you like? Can I have four? You certainly can. I'm going to put you on hold here. Joe, grab your name, and we'll figure out how to make sure you can get them in time to use them. That's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Congratulations. Let's make one more winner. Hello. What's this? Who's your name? What's your name? My, my name is Zeline. Hey, where are you from? I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Well, here's the deal. These auto show tickets are good all weekend, but we've got to get them to you somehow. Do you think you can get to the station in the next 24 hours at some point? We can put some at the front desk for you. Where's where, where the station located? We're just outside. We're in Lafayette Hill, near Plymouth Meeting, Norristown, Roxborough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Very good. Yes. Well, we're here till 5 o'clock with the show, and then I'm going to be doing some stuff after that for a while yet. So if you want to come in the next couple hours, you can, or if you want to come during business hours tomorrow, that's fine. I'm going to put you on hold, and Joe will we'll talk that through with you. You can figure out what you want to do. All right, yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for listening to WFIL. We want to take a short break, and then we're going to come back in a moment. We have, if you've been paying attention this week, or even if you haven't, our guests have all been named John. So we're running with the theme. We had John D'Antonio, a wonderful caterer in the Philadelphia region for many years on Monday. We had Hall of Fame baseball pitcher John Smoltz on Tuesday. And yesterday we had longtime traffic guru John Butterworth doing traffic in Philly for 40 years. He was our guest yesterday. Today we have a couple more Johns. We'll have our first one joining us in just a moment. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. Ah, yes. The one and only center field. So congratulations to all our winners. Our hardest working producer, Joe Harnett, is his ear is getting flattened. Having the phone next to it for just minutes at a time. Getting all those winners. We've only had three that people are still calling. But we are not. We're going to do it again later. So we have our three winners. Try and slip in another one or two or three before the show's done. But we have business to take care of. John Brazier, Philadelphia Phillies, director of Fun and Games. Hey, John. Hey, Timmy D. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. You joined the Parade of Johns for the week. I love it. Thanks for, <laughs> uh, thanks for including me. <laughs> Absolutely. Party, John. Yeah, director of Fun and Games at the Phillies. We have Andrew McCutcheon. We have David Robertson. We have Gene Segura. We have others who have been added. And right there, a lot of good defense uh, which should help the pitchers, right, across the board. What, what's your take entering the season? What did you, how, how are you feeling? we got pitchers and catchers coming up next week. Yeah, pitchers and catchers on the 12th. I'm feeling actually really good because uh, it seems like the Phillies have been in the news pretty much all offseason. Um, and I think it got started, really, that Gene Segura trade, which opened up a lot of things. I know Matt Klintak wanted us to have better defense. Um, our defense was not stellar last year. Uh, and to have you know maybe a deeper bullpen, especially against left-handers, and we've certainly improved the defense. Um, you know, by getting Segura, uh, shortstop was unfortunately a, a tough area defensively, uh, and, and he's solid on both sides, offense and defense. Yeah. That allowed, uh, and then we traded as part of that, as you know, Carlos Santana, which allowed Reese Hoskins to move from left field, which was not his natural position, to first base, which is. Then we picked up McCutcheon, so it all kind of started falling into place. 
And uh, and then we picked up some left-handed pitchers and also Dave Robertson, who's very tough on. He's right-handed, but he's very tough on left-handed hitters. So uh, if the season, if the off-season ended right now, it would it would be tremendous. But um, I think there's hopefully there's more stuff to come. Uh, you know, the, the Twitter. Uh, is going crazy right now on on speculation. So who who knows what's going to happen in the next <laughs> in the next week, day, month, hour? Who knows? Yeah, as, as a guy who you know works in promotions, that's your that's your life. I know you and your team work well in advance of the season, but you have to be skilled in adjusting. Just like I guess the players themselves are doing the whole game. What is it like for you? How do you plan for such a potentially large signing promotionally? I mean, do you actually invest time mapping out ideas? That may never come to fruition, and oh well, if it doesn't happen, you, you lost some time there. Or can you just kind of go with it once you find out something happens? No, you have to plan. Uh, you have to plan for. We have contingency ad- advertising plans, and we have promotional plans in case something big happens. Um, but sometimes things come out of the woodwork, and you just you never know. So you know, there's as far as the giveaways go. You know, we know who's going to be solidly on the team. So we, you know, we'll do some bobblehead dolls. We're going to have an Aaron Nola. Bobble figurine this year, and we're also doing some other uh, player-oriented uh, giveaways. We're going to be doing some really cool things, as you know. We're retiring, uh, or they're retiring uh, officially as a Philly. So we've got Chase Utley retiring as a Philly. That's on June 21st. We got Jay Rolls going to retire as a Philly on May 4th, and we have Ryan Howard retiring as a Philly on on uh, July 14th. Wow. So we do a lot of things, but you know, again, when there's big names out there, we have to plan from an advertising marketing promotional point of view because you can't just all of a sudden we get somebody then all of a sudden everything you know we, we need to meet for five minutes and spring everything to action no you've got to really plan it out john brazier director of fun and games for the phillies our guest i'm thinking similarly when it comes to wins and losses does that affect your job a lot like the team's doing better than you thought and now you have to order ten thousand more backpacks by next tuesday or or you know it, we... it can you know it certainly can um we try to plan uh, optimistically, so so we're not caught off guard. But you know, again, if we make a big move uh, the next week, that could affect a lot of things in a good way. So yes, yeah. you have to you have to be aware of, of what's going on. John Brazier is our guest. You know, yesterday was it yesterday was Tuesday. Tuesday, one of the other Johns of this week, John Smoltz was on the program, Hall of Famer, and Phillies have their Wall of Fame going. So how does that work? And and uh, you know. I guess it's early August that that happens in the end with the presentation. Yep. Toyota Phillies Wall of Fame, we're going to actually have the night, uh, is going to be on August 3rd. It's part of Alumni Weekend. Uh, it's Toyota Wall, Phillies Wall of Fame. Uh, we're going to have an inductee. So uh, right now fans can vote on phillies.com slash WOF, obviously short for Wall of Fame. Uh, and they can do that through Thursday, February 28th at 5 o'clock. Uh, what happens is the fans select their top three choices. Okay. Um, and right now we have a 10-person ballot on there. We take the top three, and then we have a special committee uh, that will then uh, decide who will be that uh, inductee. It will be the 41st inductee into the Toyota Phillies Wall of Fame. Last year, as you remember, we had Pat Gillick and the late Roy Holiday, uh, very special ceremony. And this year we've got some good candidates, uh, great candidates. You've got Bobby Abreu, who I think might be the front runner. Uh, but again, it'll be up to the fans. Uh, Steve Bedrosian, Bedrock, obviously, uh, sure. won the Cy Young. Didn't he win the Cy Young with he, us? I believe one he year? did. Yeah. Uh, Rich Doobie was the uh, pitching coach. Uh, the great Jim Fergosi, the '93 manager. Gene Garber, I remember Gene from my childhood. I Doug did Blandle. too. Did you? Did you imitate Gene? when I was playing wiffle ball in the backyard? Yeah, the sidearm. The sidearm twist around the ball would go into the into the bushes. But I was I was you know doing the whole twist around thing that he used to do. 
Yeah, and I've been trying. And the next one, Doug Glanville, I've been trying to imitate him intellectually, but I just haven't haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being a Penn grad and one of the smartest ball players we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, Bake McBride, another guy from my childhood that yes. you know, shake and bake. He loved. I love Bake McBride. Absolutely. Uh, Polanco, Scott Rowland, who you know, again, when you look at his stats, you know, he obviously won uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think he had 150 home runs with the Phillies. I think he played six and two thirds seasons. He had 277. He had four gold gloves with the Phillies. He was an all-star yeah. silver slugger. I mean, he's certainly up there. Uh, I mentioned Polanco. And then Manny Trio. Manny Trio might have been, of course, as a kid, I loved Mike Schmidt, Steve Carlton, uh, Pete Rose, and, and, you know, all the, and Larry Boa. But I think Manny Trio was kind of my unsung favorite player yeah. back then. You know, you can always remember him taking the ball. And it almost like he toyed. He was baiting the runner. And it looked like he's going to make it too close, and he fired over there, yes. uh, you know, with a throw. So that was another one of those things. That one of those motions where he almost looked like he's looking at the uh, inscription on the ball before he throws it. And one of those things as a kid he used to mimic. And uh, didn't Trio? I, I love it. Very flashy. Trio love, had love that uh, that big hit off Nolan Ryan, wasn't it? When the Phillies in, in '80, I think the NLCS. He had also, you know, well, he was the MVP of the NLCS. Yeah, exactly right. <clears throat> yeah, right. He didn't have a, a you know great stick per se for power, but he had had some big play in that series. So those are all the candidates. So if folks want to take their top three. It's Phillies dot com front slash W O F for Wall of Fame, and they have this month to do it. Right. So and then the uh, actual ceremony is in early August. That's cool. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And, you know, as we're chatting, we're getting the report about another acquisition. Are you aware of this? Uh, I've been, believe me, <laughs> I've been <laughs> following on, uh, I had lunch at downtown and I'm checking my Twitter account the whole time. And, and yes, the rumors are flying and okay. who knows? Again, they're, right now they're, they're just rumors. And, uh, but again, all of, everyone at the Phillies here, employees are following just like fans. So yeah. we're trying to find out what's going on. So as Philly fans out there are trying to find, information we are doing the same thing here so yeah um, it's exciting there's a big buzz on twitter that's for sure there's a jt real mutu a real mutu uh sign a trade apparently here from the that's the rumor so that's, so that's, we'll that's again we'll see. all over social media yeah we'll see that would be a nice that'd be a nice addition it must be exciting for you with all the promotions you do obviously you get these new new players i like to call them players and not pieces because they're humans uh, but, you know, when they're in town, you get to – that must be really be fun for you in your job to have uh, fresh faces and, and, and star players to work with. Well, especially, um, Timmy, is that you – you know, as you know, because obviously you're, you're around the, uh, the Phillies a lot and around baseball, but when, especially when you get someone like – and I'll point somebody out, Andrew McCutcheon. When Andrew McCutcheon came in for his press conference, you know, he had his wife and his, and his kid there. And everything you've heard from the other organizations, from everyone in baseball that's dealt with Andrew McCutcheon, they all, to a man, said uh, one of the great guys in baseball, charity, community, just has a, always a big smile on his face. So I'm, I haven't met Andrew yet, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to working with him and, and, again, and the other guys, too. So, uh, you know, I haven't met Dave Robertson, and, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously picked up some of the guys in the bullpen, Segura. Um, so it'll be interesting to – you're right. It's almost like you're having new toys to play with. <laughs> <laughs> and from a promotions point of view, from a marketing point of view, from a PR point of view, uh, it is fresh and it's, it's going to be fun. That's great. One last thing, just uh, folks tuning in, John uh, Brazier, Director of Funding Games with the Phillies, been our guest. And uh, you, last time we talked, I guess when the season was, was winding down, I guess last fall, uh, you mentioned your podcast with Tom Burgoyne, who uh, was also on the program uh, back in the fall. Uh, are you guys still doing that or are you planning to do it this season coming up? Uh, we're definitely doing it. We're going to start it up in uh, March. Uh, it is uh, backstage with Burgoyne and Braves. You can find it on, you can find it on iTunes, but you can go on the Phillies website uh, under the podcast uh, section and 
Uh, there's a lot of great podcasts on there, um, but we, we have a lot of fun doing it. Again, you said, Tom, we're going to Best Friend of the Fanatic, so yeah. it's definitely the lighter side. We, we, in fact, we rarely talk baseball. We basically try to find when we have Larry Anderson on or Tom McCarthy or <laughs> uh, Jim Jackson or you know Gary Matthews or whoever we have. Yeah. We always try to get behind the human being and, or get, get inside the human's mind. Sure. And really, we, we rarely talk baseball. We talk more you know, what, what they're interested in and, and make it really fun, light, and then what I love doing at the end is give them a quiz, and it could be it could be a quiz on anything. So they, okay. they, they don't know that they're getting quizzed, uh, and they hate me afterwards. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> how, how often is it? Just kind of as you can, or is there a regular schedule? For uh, we we try to do it during the season. We try to do it once a week. Okay. Um, and uh, and it's it's and so far it's been working. So last year we we started during the regular season, but uh, this year I think when we we're, we're both down in spring training, so I think we're gonna. Uh, try it down there, which uh, which will be a lot of fun because that's when people are really relaxed down there. So uh, yeah. you should get a lot of good material. <laughs> build build the arsenal up so you can use it during the season a little bit if you need to. Yeah, I, I never thought I could be sillier than the best friend of the fanatic, but somehow I am. I yeah, guess. <laughs> we're, we're both we're both silly. I guess you bring that out in each other. That's great, John. It's great talking to you again, and looking forward to the season. It, it looks to be an exciting upswing kind of a thing for the team. So. Uh, yeah, looking forward to Timmy D. Looking forward to working with you this uh, this season as well. That'll be great. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for checking in. All right, thank you. All right, man. I'll see you. That's John Brazier, director of Fun and Games for the Philadelphia Phillies. Another John on our swell bro- uh, broadcast this week. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com. We have a brief break to uh, to take, and then we'll bring another John into the mix. And we do have more contests to do before the show is done. So keep our toll free number ready eight hundred. 560 WFIL. Not just yet, but have it ready. 1 800 560 9345. We'll have more auto show tickets to hand out before the program is done. Hang on, more to come in WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. Stellar Brothers, Flowers in the Wall, and we bring in another John to our broadcast as the week has unfolded. My brother-in-law, John Vanderkruck, he's the owner-operator of Hortico, which is uh, they it's a huge rose and other plants type of operation north of the border. Hello, John. Hey, Tim. How you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. Good to hear your voice. Great to hear your voice. We wanted to add some culture to the show, among other things, and uh, the show, just so you know, you know about it, but... Uh, one of the things that it's really built on is John, another John, John 316. For God so loved the world, he gave us one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And um, mm-hmm. I'd like to Amen. remember that, you know, because uh, and as such, the guests that we have on the program come from all parts of the world because uh, that, that verse covers everybody, whether they embrace it or not. And so uh, I'd like the program to have that uh, that mix. So, and I hear your phone ringing. You have to get to grab that? No, no, that's good. They'll grab it up front. That's good. <laughs> well, that's where I wanted to start, actually. Uh, your business is called Hortico, is that right? Yes, Hortico 
um, Incorporated, just outside of Toronto, uh, and just uh, southeast a little bit of Niagara Falls. So tell us about it. How long have you been doing it, and what are the challenges of doing it, too? I'm sure, you know, I'll paint a picture first off. What does it look like if you mm. people stop by? Mm. Well, what it looks like right now is we've just come through uh, a major ice storm and uh, frigid temperatures. So that's probably one of our biggest challenges. Our single biggest challenge is, is weather, giving us a narrow opportunity to do business from you know when the frost melts to when it comes back again. So we're typically our selling season is between May to November 15th, if we're lucky. Okay. As soon as the cold weather sets in, uh, our contractors that we supply to put their snow plows on and no longer plant plants. So it's, it's, it's a real mind switch from tending the garden to keeping uh, the streets clean. And that's, that's what our challenge is. So we're not all year round, but during the winter months, we can do trade shows and, and, and plan uh, for the upcoming season. We do a lot of our own propagation of plant materials. So we do a lot of seeding and uh, propagation by cuttings or otherwise in our greenhouses. And then we continue to grow them on for all the needs that, uh, that we encounter in, in our area. We also ship into the States, your side, uh, all the way down to Florida and all the way out west um, to the West Coast. And that's predominantly our our rose business. Um, my father started the company back in the 70s, and he was um, first and foremost uh, a plantsman, thrived on getting new plants, and built up a company that uh, at many, many points of its history had the largest collection of plant material under one roof in uh, North America, if not the world. Wow. Um, so it was, it's been a very exciting life to um, learn from my father. Uh, in the early days, we used a lot of chemicals. We used um, a lot of pesticides and herbicides and insecticides. And my father recognized that that was um, not necessarily a good thing, and he did not want to expose any employees that or customers to uh, residuals from the chemicals. And so he was determined to begin to grow plant material without using any insecticides or um, fungicides or or. Women that have been about women that have been. Would you say ballpark? Well, I would say probably twenty years into his business, so probably about the nineties, early nineties, when he really did a lot of research and started to do some development of natural products. The rose crop was the crop that uh, was most challenging to grow for bugs, and we also store the crop in the winter, and then we sell from from our cold storage. So we were kind of dependent on keeping the crop healthy with pesticides, but also storing them uh, with pesticides. Sure, so, sure. John Vandercrook is uh, uh, our guest. He's a, if you're just tuning in, he is my brother-in-law, and he is the owner-operator of Hortico Incorporated up in. Uh, is the city of uh, business? Uh, just outside of Toronto, watered down. Watered down. So it's just south of Hamilton um, and okay. sort of south uh, east of Niagara Falls. And ro- so you mentioned roses. And are your primary customers just basically like, uh, I guess, you know, distributors, that, you know, bulk? Uh, you know, it's not like a, somebody wanted to order a few dozen of this or that. Do you do orders that small too? 
Oh yeah, we do. We have a mail order company that compiles about three percent of our business. The rest of our business and the majority is wholesale that we sell to the municipalities, cities, institutions, and contractors that wow. do um, that do planting. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, uh, and roses would roses be the top thing you're focused on, or do you have lots of different kinds of plants uh, spread out all over? We have about a thousand different varieties of roses. Um, a thousand? Small, yeah, <laughs> keeps us. Um, wow, it's a bit, lots of challenges. Um, but that's the smallest uh, segment of our business. That's the smallest crop. That's the smallest uh, portion of, of what we do. Wow. What our largest part of our business is growing native plants, native to probably include many plants in, in your area. Like what kind? Oh, the dogwoods, uh, many of the dogwoods, a lot of the Carolinian species, uh, a lot of you know, the oaks. Um, okay. Uh, some of the willows are native. So we, what we've what we saw in the last twenty years is a very large need for native plant material. And when in Ontario here, when they build a, su- a subdivision, then there's always a stormwater management pond, and that stormwater management pond has all native plant material that is planted in the pond and surrounding the pond. And so what we've geared our business towards is supplying start to finish all the plant material that's needed. For that environment. So we supply the aquatic plant material, the wetland plant material, the dryland savanna, and the flowering shrubs and the trees up to about two inch caliper that go into that planting. So we'll supply um, the whole project. So the project will be will be designed by architects, stipulated by the cities and the government, and and then the project will be quoted out to the the uh, different suppliers that are in the area. That makes total sense, though, especially if you're on such a grand scale. Where you know failure is not an option, if you will. Like it was a nice idea, but it's not. It's dying or something. You'd have to think through uh, how to control the environment so it would, it would succeed. Uh, John Vandekrek is our guest. He is uh, my brother-in-law, and he's also a John, which is one of the reasons he's on this particular week. As it's turned out, all our guests are by the name of John. So it's a good fit, though. So we want to add a little culture and some perspective. I know uh, John. Our family grew up with a small garden. We had I think, tomato plants. We had green peppers. We had cucumbers. We had a plum tree. And uh, just, you know, getting through the season and having something you could eat was a success. Um, how do you handle so much pro- – how much property does Hortico have, and, and how do you handle the challenges of keeping everything going and growing? Certainly with a lot of plant material, that is, is – uh, um, it's a very manual-intensive, labor-intensive type of uh, operation. Um, and so uh, along with growing plants come uh, the challenges of different pests and – uh, weeds or plants out of place. And so we have a large staff that continues to keep the, the, the plants uh, not only healthy, but also um, in, a, in, a, in a quality that that uh, is good for the marketplace. And one of the things that I was alluding to earlier is, is um, my father started to get away from the chemical yeah, use right, and, right. And, 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 and try to um, grow things organically. Um, so in the early 90s, he started to do that. By the late 90s, um, it became known that he was uh, suffering from Parkinson's as a result of heavy metal poisoning from the chemical use, and um, he later succumbed to that. Uh, He was sick for about 15 years from um, the late 90s, and he succumbed to his illness both from Parkinson's and dementia. And um, part of our company mandate now is, is to not use insecticides or fungicides 
and to grow things uh, naturally, not quite all the way organically. We still do use a little bit of um, herbicides to keep the weeds down on the driveways, but in terms of the product, you know, we're very comfortable in saying that any product, especially our roses, um, when they're sold and in our native line as well, when they're sold that any customer or employees that are handling it are not going to be at risk of uh, any residual um, chemicals at all. So that's pretty exciting. We have a, a product that um, uh, with a local university here and my dad pioneering it that we use for pesticides and also uh, for foliar feed. Um, by licensing regulations, we can only call it a foliar feed. It's called HortiGrow, and we use um, it's got molasses for a sticking agent. HortiGrow has um, neem as its uh, one of its key components, and also pine extract. And then we use a lot of essential oils that we mix in for um, for different other qualities. So that's that's been very exciting for the last number of years, and we've been able to use that instead of any any other chemicals. So. Great. All right. Good deal. Good deal. We're going to take a short break. John Vandercroft, owner operator of uh, Hortico up north of the border. Our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Adding a little culture to the program. Back in just a moment. And we do have some auto show tickets to shoehorn in before the program's done. Hang on for all that in just a moment on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. When we were younger, we thought everyone was on our side. Then we grew a little and romanticized the time I saw flowers in your hair. AM560 WFIL. The Lumineers and a song called Flowers in Your Hair. We are at 440 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Going down to 40 this evening. Cloudy skies, making a shower or two. Staying cloudy tomorrow, making some sun by the afternoon, a high of 55. Uh, Sunday, or Saturday, I should say, we're going to have a lot of sun, but a high of just 36. Sports, the Flyers are home this evening taking on uh, Los Angeles. So we are continuing to uh, do some giveaways and some uh, conversation with my brother-in-law, John Vanderkruck, who owns and operates a, a nursery, really. It's a big one up in uh, Canada near Toronto called Hortico. And uh, before we continue our conversation with him, because I want to make sure I get this in, we've also been in this hour trying to work some time into giveaway auto show tickets. So if you would like to win... Uh, a couple of those are up to four, but the only thing is you have to be able to come pick them up here at the station because, uh, you know, we're going to be, um, uh, you know, by the time we mail them, it'll be over. It runs through the weekend. So if you could use four auto show tickets or up to four, give me a call right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. I'll be here for a couple hours after the show if you want to stop by after hours or if you want to stop by during business hours tomorrow. We're in Lafayette Hill near Plymouth Meeting, Norristown, all that sort of thing. Let's see if we can make a winner or two here. Hello, what's your name? Hi, this is Jim Malin. Hey, Tim, where are you from? Uh, Philadelphia. Okay, well, congratulations. You think you can get to the station sometime in the next 24 hours? I uh, get there tomorrow. Okay, that sounds good. We'll, we'll put them at the front desk. How many do you think you can use? Uh, four will work. I got a couple guys at work would love to go. Excellent. I'll put you on hold, and Joe will get your info and uh, get you hooked up. 
I appreciate that. Hey, listen, I got friends up in Hamilton, so it's a nice area up there. Excellent. Very, very good. Well, let me get you on hold here, and Joe will take care of you. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, now, here's the last thing. <laughs> let me get one more winner here. Hello, who's this? Hi, Ann Santos. Hi, Ann. How you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. Good. Ann, here's my situation. I think I have three tickets left. I might have a fourth, but would three be enough? Yes, and four will be better. <laughs> well, if I can find a fourth, I will, but I know I have three. So can okay. we can we run with that for starters? Yes. Okay, very good. Uh, you hold on, and Joe is working already with our last caller, but then he'll get to you in a minute, okay? Okay, thank you so You're much. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show continuing along with uh, John Vandercrook. You must have, uh, I would think, uh, even though you're super busy and work long hours, as you look around and think, how could there even be a thousand kinds of roses? What kind of design, what kind of God do we have where these, mm. this design is happening? Like, what kind of, what are the differences even? Is it just the different colors or how are the roses different? And how does that tie into your faith? Just seeing, you know, God's handiwork. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's... Um... One of the verses, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And, and when we when we go out and walk um, the production, uh, you, you, you can't but help just be in awe of God's creation, and especially when you see the, the beauty and the different uh, things that he's created and, and allowed us to, to care for them. It's, it's probably uh, a witness to every part of our day, um, seeing all the different delicacies that, that he's given to us just in, just in the plant world. And the interesting thing is that we're continually discovering new new plants. There's, you know, the rose crop is is our smallest crop, but on the native side of things, we continue to see new native species just in our area. That's not, you know, we're not talking about going uh, into the Southern Carolinian uh, forests or into the Amazon. We're just talking about our area. There's 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 countless varieties that we're still discovering um, and, and species. So it's it's very exciting. And to just to see the design of, of some of the flowers and some of the leaf structure and, and, and the way things branch and um, the way things survive. I mean, the cold, I'm looking outside the, the window here, and, you know, I see the, the ice coated on all of the, the trees and how they survive such a, a Canadian winter is, is, is another phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And God is, is, is just, he's just amazing. And, and that's, you know, it's not only his signature, but it's it's his his way of saying to us, you know, um, you know, I've given you all of these things in their in their beauty, and yet uh, I, I clothe you with with even more splendor. So yeah. it's very humbling. It, 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 it is very very humbling. And just from another standpoint, from a Christian business perspective, to be able to operate a, a business, any business, I would think, and in in, um, in our day and age, comes with its constant challenges and. And the devil loves to attack. I mean, he, he, you know, even though we're surrounded with such beauty, he, he still allows us to encounter customers that are not going to pay, uh, employees that are disgruntled. And yet he, he gives us a way to see a larger picture. Uh, you know, even though um, it sounds like we're entailed with a lot, it's just it's just another little business like a, a speck of a sand on the seashore. And and so with a bigger picture, we can see that, that God um, cares for, for those customers that we have. There, there's only a, a few, and, and, you know, probably in the last, uh, we're very fortunate, but in the last 20 years, we've only had maybe one uh, disgruntled employee. Hmm. Um, most, most of our employees have been with us for 25 years plus. 
and yet where God has given a good thing, the devil tries to attack that. And so we we rely heavily on his promises, and, and there are many challenges during the day. There's a lot of, um, on some of the larger proje- projects, there we're called to consult, and and, um, and we just try to uh, use the light that God has given us and, and uh, present things with, with more of a, a sustainable approach in terms of um, caring for what he's given to us. And, and uh, yeah, another humbling thing is that we're learning every day. So it's, it's, mm. it's, uh, it's, it's a delightful business to be in. There's no doubt about it. John, did you grow up uh, knowing about the Lord and having that perspective as you were working? At what point you said, you know, your dad started the business Hortico in the seventies, you mentioned, so 40 plus years ago, but did, did you grow up as a kid, uh, you know, following along and then eventually got into it more and more full time or, and how did your faith play into that growing up, what you learned? Well, my, my parents uh, immigrated from Holland, and they were both um, came from Christ- both came from Christian backgrounds, very solid Christian parents. And they, they continue to be Christians themselves. And so I was, I was born in privilege, really, in terms of the Christian faith. And I, I was taught that, well, uh, at a very early age, I would say probably uh, 12 years old, I began to seek God's will. You know, what what was it that God wanted me to do just as as working in his kingdom and sought to share uh, my faith with uh with fellow employees. Uh, I worked in the business at a very young age and God certainly allowed for that to to be a very um open dialogue in our business. And so you know, our testimony continues uh, that we're a Christian business, and we don't pretend that we uh, we're not at fault in anything. But we we do uh, desire to follow God's commands and His precepts, and um, so we've been we've been blessed. Uh, we've had some very very challenging times. We've had financial hardships uh, with my dad's health in, in early days, um, but we've also had so many blessings that you know we certainly can't count. I. I run the business with my brother. He's 10 years younger than I am, but we have a, a fantastic relationship and, and we do have a lot of fun during the day. And so that's also something that God has, has given to us. John Vanderkruck, uh, my brother-in-law, checking in from uh, near Toronto. And uh, I had two other quick questions for you. One is just on a practical note. Is there anything people can now, even in February, can start thinking about so that whatever they're doing on their property might set it up for success, or they should have been doing something last November and didn't realize it. You know, like in life, before you start building something, sometimes there's that foundational work you have to do before mm-hmm. you get into it. Well, April 15th is generally the rule of thumb, right from right from Baltimore right up to um, to Quebec. So, okay. um, you know, if you if you get out there early, great. You know, you can maybe do some, some harder, con- you know, landscape construction. Um, however, generally the frost is not quite out of, out of the ground, and you'll notice that even if it goes up to the 60s, you'll notice that the ground is sticky and mucky, and it's really kind of hard to, to work with. So okay. once that um, once the temperature starts to even out and the frost is completely out of the ground, and there's also you know the the wetness has kind of um, dried up dried up a little bit uh, into the deeper soil, then you can start to work the soil. Um, we we like to use virgin soils and certain soils that have not really been touched. Hmm. Um, okay. However, a lot of times soils have been ruined by uh, construction, so you have com- com- compaction. You need to dig the soils up and let them air out and, and dig them deep. Double dig is what we call, you know, down two spades instead of just one spade. 
And that foundation of getting your, your soil well-drained is, is, is key, is, is, is a key to any successful planting. Once you have um, well-drained soil, you've dug it down, you've made, you know, in, in the cases of heavy clay, you've, you've dug down very deep, put a trench in with some gravel and so that the, soil, so that the water can drain away. Once you've done that, um, then you can start to build up your soils. You can build it with uh, organic compost. Um, and then you can start to uh, plant your plants. Uh, tendency for a lot of persons is just to put fresh soil on top. Uh, that's not the best thing to do. It's, it's definitely good to integrate um, new soils and not too, not too much of any type of additive so that uh, the soils can be sort of um, uniform. Okay. And when the plant does grow down and touch the soils that have been existing there, then they don't... Uh, they don't want to get up and go or or um, or uh, call it a day. So, yeah. um, you know, if you get your soils well-drained, you dig them out deep and you add a little bit of um, good organic compost to them, then you're, you're um, way ahead of the game. And then ongoing over the course of, of the season, is it more just a matter of if, if it's dry, make sure you're watering, but is there anything else that mm-hmm. you tend to try to help, you know, help to sustain it over time? Well, to establish your plant material after planting, you know, you need to be watering it and keeping it moist, not overwatering. That's another um, thing that, that can cause extra stress. But once your plant is established for, you know, usually three or four weeks, then you can you can uh, cut down your watering. Um, but in terms of long-term sustainability, uh, your compost, again, especially if you have access to um, municipal compost, uh, that's, a, that's a great project that many municipalities have, have started over the years. And if you can add that to your gardens um, over time, that helps a tremendous amount. Uh, in terms of fertilizers, uh, we, we try to do natural things. So if you go out for a country drive and get some Dutchman's Gold, um, uh, in other words, uh, uh, well bought horse manure, um, that is, is probably the best thing you could ever do to your garden. All right. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Good advice. I'm writing notes down. Uh, we have one more quick break to do. We may even get one more giveaway in here. We have some uh, Wawa or Duncan stuff to do, courtesy of Briner. Let me see if we can get that in here, and we'll wrap up our chat with John Vanderkruck from uh, Hortico, up north of the border in Toronto. In a second, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. 4.55, AM560, WFIL. Nice pick, Joe. and Fogelberg there. Run for the roses. Very appropriate as we wrap up our chat. My brother-in-law, John... Vander Kruk, our fourth or fifth John of the week. It's part of our theme. Uh, owner-operator of Hortico, which is a huge plantation nursery deal up in, near Toronto. You were just talking before the break, some helpful information about was the rest of us get ready to have, maybe do a little gardening or planting this spring. Do you have tips on your site or like, uh, is there a way for people to get more insight in general or? At the website, hortico.com, there is, um, uh, there's all kinds of different information. There's thousands of pictures there. And the website is, ha, ha, shares a, a live inventory, so you can go on there and you can order things. And um, uh, there's all kinds of planting tips and, and other things. And, and uh, the staff are very receptive. You can send emails in and, and they'll, uh, they'll answer questions and um, 
Yeah. yeah my email is john at hortico.com. If you have any other questions about or curiosities about my life, send me an email. No problem. <laughs> Sounds <Happy> good. Doc. <laughs> Brother John, thank you, my friend. It's great talking with you, and I yeah. like having people on who know what they're talking about. Tim, I'm off to Bali tonight, so I'll be flying out in a couple hours to visit Daniel, who has a business in the Philippines. That's a whole other story. That's right. Oh, I forgot you were you guys were going. Well, man, I'll look at you yeah. off the phone. I, yeah, you got you got plenty on your mind. Well, give that boy a big hug for us. Thank you so much, Tim. Love you guys lots. Love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Very kind, my brother-in-law, John Vanderkruck, another John on our program. We had John Brazier of the Phillies earlier today in the uh, broadcast sharing uh, about promotions and things the Phillies are up to and possibility of some signings and all that. And yesterday we had John Butterworth with Traffic. Tuesday was John Smoltz, Hall of Fame baseball pitcher. And uh, Monday was John D'Antonio, one of the top caterers in the city. And tomorrow, John Tesh, he was actually supposed to join us yesterday. I had a conflict and was able to reschedule for tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot. In our waning moment or two here, I do have uh, a gift card I'd like to give out for Wawa. We just have like $5.60. We have these cards we want to pass out almost every single day if we can, just to give you something to buy a few coffees or maybe if you go to Dunkin' or whatever. So Wawa or Dunkin', if you want one, give me a quick call right now at 800-560-WFIL, 560 Nine three four five. Glad to make a winner right now, and we'll mail that out to you. Uh, and you can enjoy that on us. It's just a little way of saying hello and getting to know the audience a bit, and it's something we plan to do, uh, you know, pretty much every day. So have our number ready if, uh, so you can call in and, and grab that eight hundred five sixty nine three four five. Take a random caller right now to win, and you get to choose if you would like it to be from Duncan or Wawa. I go to both. It just depends on what. You know, sometimes they have dollar coffee or some kind of special. Uh, let's grab our winner right now. Hello, what's your name? Hi, um, Laura Matthew. Hi, Laura. How you doing? I'm doing great. I know Bobby D, too. You do? <laughs> I do. That's cool. And he used to work for ZZD. And he that, did. Yeah, so. I, I, that's right. Where are you calling from? I'm com- calling from uh, Gilbertsville. Okay. Well, hang on one second, Joe. Get your address and we'll mail it out to you. You can pick Duncan or, or which one? Duncan or Wawa? Wawa, please. Absolutely. No problem. Congratulations. We'll do it every day. Be ready. Just about at least. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.